Hello, everyone. This is Andrew Pond, Artistic Director of Eclectic Full Contact Theater. Welcome to the Half Hour Audio Hour. Every month, we'll be featuring a different playwright, allowing you not only to hear their work, but to find out a little more about them and their process. This month's production is Interview with the Gorgon, written by Donaldson Cardenas, directed by Lindsay Falls, and starring Noel Kleiss, Lexi Weichsel, Alexis Vasilopoulos, and Brad Stevens. Before we start, we'd like to briefly introduce you to Donaldson Cardenas. After the production, stay tuned for an interview with Donaldson for more insight into the play and this process. A writer and actor living in Chicago, Donaldson Cardenas has been telling stories for almost 35 years. Previously for Eclectic Full Contact Theater, he is the creator and co-writer of Monocyte, a ridiculous space opera about mental health. He's had a number of shorts produced by various theater companies, including New Fan, Chicago's very own Women's Theater Alliance, Otherworld, City Lit's Art of Adaptation Fest, and others. Additionally, Donaldson has participated in 24-hour play fests with both Eclectic Full Contact and BYOT Productions, where he is a company member. And now, Interview with the Gorgon. Every story is only one sentence. Gorgons, reveal yourselves. Deliver Medusa. Deliver Medusa and I will leave the rest of you in peace. The gods are with me. You have no hope of defeating me. You have no hope of even harming us, child. We are immortal as the gods. Just because you're immortal doesn't mean you can't be hurt. Gorgon, for the end of your existence, give up your sister. What to be left alone? Her story was this. She is beautiful. She has to die. To the Afro Latin World Beat Hour. I'm Jamal Wynn for Midwest Public Radio. In just under an hour, stay tuned for our ongoing weekly series. Tell me more folklore, mythology, and cryptozoology with Tamara Tans. Our examination of the realities of those ghosts and goblins we all grew up hearing about, the truth of their stories, and surprisingly, where they are now. To round out our program, we have an extended cut from a 1992 concert from Paul Simon and Ladysmith Black Mombazo. Mike, this is great. Exactly as our guest requested. Uh, did you get the rest of the... Uh, good morning, Tam. Good morning. 
Yes. Good morning. You want to take your coat off or get some coffee and then we can get to work? I mean, I've been here for hours, but still, manners are free. Society. Hmm. Right. Of course. We live in a society. Uh, you said coffee? Usual place. Anyway, thanks. This is great. She's sure to feel the trust needed for a real, true confession. Thanks. Great, great setup. Is this necessary? I mean, seriously, two-way mirrored booth, separate entrance. We spent more setting up for one episode here than for the entire last season alone. Come on now, you know how unusual the guests can be, Mike. At least Stino agreed to meet us in the studio. Seriously, driving all the way to Jersey for that Yeti jackass? And he told us nothing! That was one of our highest commented shows! The connection between Yetis and Bigfoots? Uh, feet? Bigfoots, maybe? Ugh. And the Jersey Devil connection? Fascinating. He might have been less than dynamic, but we still get requests for that. Where do you even find these people, claiming to be descendants of mythological monsters? They're all cracked. It's good radio. Yeah, and for most of our guests, it may be good radio, but it would be bad television. I know how you felt about some of our past guests, but I got research and vetting with the latest ones. And this one? Woo! And she's the real thing, not like the weird Icelandic singer who claimed to be a fairy. She's an actual goddamn Medusa. Or the great, great, great ad nauseum great grand something of a Medusa. She says. <laughs> you know I don't believe any of them, right? Mike? Mike, say something. I don't know. Seriously, I don't believe any of them. It's important to me you know that. Then why do the show? Why this show? It's entertaining. Look, I've loved mythology and cryptozoology since I was a kid. Freaking X-Files. It's stories, right? Mythology is a gateway drug to storytelling. The unfairness of the gods. Things that can be seen only out of the corner of your eye. Lifting of curses, slaying of monsters, all through the oral tradition. Then churned out and packaged as PG-13 movies to scare teenagers out of their parents' money. Weird journalists. This is crackpot stuff. This is crackpot meets capitalism. Who's the demographic here? Crackpots. Crack, crackity, crack, crack, crack. At least this one knows her stuff. She does. Yes. She may not be a descendant of a real, actual Gorgon. And that's the phrase, Mike. Gorgon, not Medusa. Look, she's up on the mythology. We had dozens of phone calls and email conversations. If she's not a classics professor, she should be. Still, Gorgon. With the poisonous snakes for hair and the turning people to stone and all that horseshit. Hence the two-way glass. For our protection. So we don't turn to stone. That's what she says. She's actually claiming to be a monster? 
and not just some descendant of a monster? We don't use the M word. A Gorgon with an email? We emailed. Look, I don't believe any of this. But if it helps, I believe she'll have a fascinating story to tell. You're the boss. I'm the interviewer. You're the producer. So, kind of the actual real boss? I am here out of slight morbid curiosity and a healthy respect for remuneration. Daddy's got bills. But seriously, as journalists... Stino! Welcome! Glad to have you. It is you, yes? The glass makes it difficult to know. Yes. I'm Tamara Tans, and this is Mike, my producer. I'm Mike, the producer. I would shake hands, but... (laughs) Pleased to meet you, Tamara and Michael? It's just Mike. It's a nickname for a short for microphone. Never mind. Yes, welcome, Stino, and... I thought the interview would be the two of us. Just the two of us. Uh, I need my producer, don't I? Mike is an invaluable part of the team. Invaluable part of the team. It is of no consequence. How do we begin? You are eager. Love that in a guest. Mike needs to check levels, but whenever you are comfortable, we can start. I am quite ready. I was the firstborn of three sisters. Hold up. I'm working out levels. Did you, uh, did you bring snakes in the studio? I have no choice. They are always with me. Alright. Uh, the, uh, hair. Can, can you move them away from the microphone? Pull them, pull them into a ponytail or... I'm getting an oral hiss I don't like and it would be best if we hear just you... I'm not sure what you mean. Move the mic, or just let me adjust. I was assured no one would come in contact with me or my snakes. We did agree, but if Mike could maybe get in there behind the glass, then we can get everything right. Just tell me what to do. They sound riled up, the snakes. You're going to need to move the microphone on the extendable arm away from the snakes. Like this? I am moving it close to my mouth. Let me just adjust the sound level. Okay. I was the firstborn of Wait. Okay, as in I'm getting there. Not yet. That should do it. From here on out, pretend I'm not here. Just you and Tamara. I was the firstborn of Sorry, three sorry. I need Tamara's levels too. Stino, uh, we'll be up and running shortly. Do you need anything? We put out a pitcher of water, I think. Mike, did we? I have what I need. How about the snakes? They cool? They will feed later. I thought you moved the microphone. Forgive them, they are exuberant when hungry. They are hungry? Uh, Maybe we can send out for, uh, mice or something. They will feed later. Huh. 
Um, Tamara, can I get a level? Of course. Welcome to Tell Me More Folklore, Mythology and Cryptozoology, your window in the oral. That's good. You sound great. Um, pretend it's just you and Tam. I'm not even here. Tamara is going to give her intro, introduce you to the show, then lead you into your story. Here we go. Welcome to Tell Me More Folklore, Mythology and Cryptozoology, your window in the oral tradition and all of the things that go bump in the night. I'm your host. Tamara Tans, and as usual, today we have a most unusual guest. I'm here with Steno, one of the three fabled Gorgons from Greek oral history. I am the firstborn of three sisters. Your Aelie and I were born immortal, while our doomed sister, Medusa, was fated to die. She is beautiful. She has to die. Maybe we can start with some background. Not all of our listeners are up on the classics. Why not start at the beginning? But who are the Gorgons? And you claim to actually be one of them, not a descendant as previous guests have been. I've heard the program. Those Romani claiming to be vampire, or the ridiculous sons of Dijin from a few weeks ago. I'm glad you're a listener, but you sound dubious about our program. Frauds, fakirs, fakirs, if you will. Not to be provocative, but shouldn't our listeners also doubt you? Feel free to doubt me, it makes no difference. I did enjoy your interview with Samir. He's an old friend, actually. Yes, the Indian Rakshasa! A demon of sorts. You know him? He's a shapeshifter, not a demon. And he's Bengali. The interview was enjoyable, despite your mistakes, which Samir did not correct. To my delight and his, I think. Quite a sense of humor. I see. Of all of our guests, Samir was the only real, genuine article? And myself. Of course. I assume proof is needed. You must admit, other guests have claimed to be descendants, human descendants of beings from the oral tradition. And you claim them fake. Why should we believe you are genuine? Do you have a mirror? Yes, everything you asked for. The mirror, the isolated booth with two-way glass. Very well. You may enter the booth holding the mirror to reflect my face. Do not look directly at me. Move slowly. My snakes do not like sudden movements. I am now picking up the mirror and will slowly open the booth. We have set up an isolated area for Steno, with two-way glass. She can see us. We cannot see her. This, she assures us, is for our protection, as one look at her would turn us to stone. Hold the mirror at an angle. You were quite specific in our emails. 
Mike, you should turn your head away. No problem. For real? Stop the recording, Mike! You know we don't do that. Gotta record everything, then stitch it all together. Jesus, Tam, what is it? I gotta process this. She's a... Mike, she's for real. A gorgon. And so, so very beautiful. As are you. But do not step in further. Of course. Of course. I'm just gonna sit back down and process this. (laughs) Did you think I'd be disfigured? Even ugly? Gosh! Don't believe everything you read. Of course. Uh, When we start again, can you say that? Uh, Just that phrase. Start with that. Uh, If you don't mind. Not in the least. I think it may be my new credo. So, how long do we have to wait? As you requested, we're recording, not live. If you need to refresh yourself at all... No. A recording. That's good. Good. Whenever Tamara can pull herself together, we can start up again. Mike, you didn't see. Since it was through a mirror, technically, you didn't really either. Give me a second, okay? Give me a second. Whatever. Stano, I heard the snakes again. Can you do your best to keep the microphone away from them? Okay, that's the opposite of what we need. Of course. Sometimes, as when Tamara stepped in briefly, they are tempted. They think I'm food? Not until I tell them. Okay. Look, Stino, I'm sorry if we got off on the wrong foot. I don't like to be confrontational, but anyway, I am sorry. You must speak through. I don't feel confronted. I must ask, why do you say oral tradition and not mythology? Not to be confrontational, as I said. And calling your guests myths? It seems rude. But I am a myth. I've seen you. Your reflection. If you choose not to offend others, I respect that. But I am not offended. I am too old to be offended anymore. By anything. I have already heard the very worst, and I have very few accounts left to balance. Tam, this is good stuff we could be using, so maybe loop back to it and maybe tell the listening public what you saw, hmm? Right. Let's just keep going. Stino, please repeat what you said after the cue. Of course. From here on out, Tam, we're recording everything, okay? I need the whole tape. Did you think I would be disfigured? Even ugly? Gasp. Don't believe everything you read. You're listening to Steno, one of the legendary Gorgons from Greek uh, mythology. I just used a mirror to view her, per her instructions. Long-time listeners will note I use the term myth at my guest's insistence. 
Correct, Steno. I am a myth. Why shouldn't I claim it? You are the real thing. Not a pretender, not a descendant. A real, live Gorgon. Of course I am alive, darling. I am immortal. What are your other powers? Seduction. Seduction? Of course. My sisters and I have always been naturally capable of seducing any and all who come across us. You can't have it known you turn people to stone and not be good at seduction. Heavens to be, nobody would ever come for tea. You have people for tea with the express purpose of seducing them? Tea is a metaphor. The point is, we've always been quite good at it. And it's not just jumped-up pretty boys coming to seek us out, or to impress some silly woman. You're speaking of Perseus and Andromeda. Of course, but I don't want to talk about them any more than I need to. But Perseus famously slew your sister, Medusa. You said something about accounts to balance. Surely that would be one? I am also quite good with hypnosis. Are you changing the subject? I will speak of him, but now is not the time. Fair. Hypnosis. Uh, how does it work with people not being able to see you without turning to stone? And how does that work? Stino is, listeners, believe me, quite beautiful. Uh, the stoning thing. Is it just part of the mythology that's blown out of proportion? I assure you, it's real. Although not literal, not literal stone. But it's not about our alleged hideousness or our beauty. It's a curse. The human mind cannot process what it sees when it sees a being like myself or my sisters. And so, everything just stops. Not actual stone, just paralysis and death. It could almost be called death by rigor mortis. If it were stone, what would my snakes eat? Hypnosis is just a thing I can do with my voice. Apollo taught me. The sun god Apollo? <laughs> oh, sun god! <laughs> Oh, by Zeus, he was just a bard with a big ego and a bigger mouth. No more god than you or me. But you're immortal. That doesn't make me a god. Thank you, but no thank you. Who wants that responsibility? Not me. How should we continue? Why don't you tell your fans what you saw when you saw me reflected in the mirror? As your producer suggested. Then I will tell my story. My producer? Mike! Yes! As long-time listeners will know! Weird, I almost forgot. The human mind tends to. The forgetting, it's inevitable. It's a defense mechanism of your species. You forget both the awesome and the horrid. Otherwise, you'd be obsessed and turn to stone in a different metaphoric way. Given time, Tamara Tans, you won't remember me at all. 
only that you saw something otherworldly. Given time. It's true. I'm forgetting almost everything. Would you like another look? No. 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 No, I mean, I don't mean to offend you. You are truly radiant. Truly. I am immune to flattery. That's not what I meant. What I mean to say is, one look was enough. It usually is. What do you remember? The snakes. Yes. Start there. Have you always had snakes for hair? I mean, when did you first... I thought you were going to describe me for your audience? Yes. The first thing is the snakes. Writhing, reptilian atop her head, blood red, squirming, sometimes in tandem, other times wildly out of sync. But no teeth? Where did their teeth go? How do they eat? They eat quite well. And I've been told it's even more painful without the teeth. Steno is quite beautiful. By human standards. By any standards. Your skin glows. It's unearthly, but attractive. And your shape. This is only one shape. This is a projection to make you feel more comfortable. If that's the case, why not make your snakes, um, your hair, look like... My snakes are my companions. There is no shape I could take that would save you from the curse of petrification. As I said, it's not about my looks at all. It's a curse. Well, as far as the rest of your appearance... That's all I have. I can't remember anything else. Except the snakes. Oh, I'm gonna keep seeing them in my mind for... Understand now? Petrification is but one curse. My snakes will haunt you, the Maratans. But only for the rest of your life. Okay, that's enough. I'm stopping this. Don't care who or what you are. I don't need you threatening anybody. Don't stop recording. Mike, I can handle- It's not a threat. It's just a matter of fact. I had warned her what would happen in our early conversations. These precautions are for your safety, not mine. Be as it may, get the hell out of my studio. Now. No. Let's continue. I don't care what she says she is. This is ridiculous. I can do this. You sure? Are you sure? Are you quite sure? Yes. I am fine, okay? I am sure. (sighs) How do you want to pick this up, Mike? I got the entirety. We can come back in as if it were planned. Still recording. You, Gorgon, be nice. Cut the horseshit intimidation, dig. Be nice. Yes. Okay, Tam. Anytime you want. Strong words from our guest, the Gorgon Steno. 
Steno, hopefully our listeners believe what they've heard. I don't particularly care either way. That isn't why I'm here today. Yes, well, uh, can you continue with your story? Uh, How is it that you and your sisters were first cursed? Medusa was cursed from birth. From birth? What else would you call it? To be fated to die while her elder sisters and her cousins would be immortal? What would you call it? Tell us about your family. I can't imagine we were different than yours. Being a myth doesn't take the sting out of family any more than anything else. Our parents were the sea. You see, Forkais, our father, and Sitao, our mother, were gods of the ocean. Our cousins, the other children, were nymphs, menads, the grey-eye, gossipy old hags, many so-called monsters. Cousins? Wouldn't the children of your parents be your siblings? They were our cousins. The sea never meets the sea in the same way twice. Gaia, our grandmother, is the earth, and Pontis, our grandfather, is a, is a god of the sea. He was also her son. If you ask me, that was the real source of the curse. Incestuous in breeding. Even with God, it's not the best idea to be. <laughs> Such a close family. The curse's source, but there were others? It depends on who you ask. Many have claimed Medusa dared to compare her beauty to the goddess of love. Others say it was claimed by a different, careless mortal. Aphrodite cursed her and her sisters for the insult. There's another story, isn't there? Some claimed Poseidon raped Medusa in the temple of Athena, and so Athena cursed us. I wouldn't know. You don't know? Wouldn't your sister tell you? Does your sister tell you everything? I'm an only child. Whatever the truth, I blame in breeding. And then what? And then what? (laughs) Why go over that? It's the only part of the story that everybody knows. That busybody Perseus enlisted the help of the gods and talked to our gossipy cousins, the grey eye, those hairy dens, and came to our island and killed my sister. All to impress some stupid girl. And believe me, Andromeda was dumb. And Perseus? Perseus for the insult for slaying Medusa!
You have to find me first, monster! I will find you! If not you, then your heirs! Goodbye! And thanks for the hospitality! Have another monster to slay and a woman to woo! <laughs> Steno, do you need a moment? I was remembering. Continue. We've only ever heard the story from his point of view. What can you tell us? What can I tell you? What would it matter? What would it change? Your Eileen went mad, stark raving mad when Medusa was murdered. That horrible voice of hers screamed until the governs collapsed, buried her alive. Buried alive? Of course. She's immortal. She's underground somewhere, probably screaming to this day. Couldn't you dig her out? She brought on her own destruction. The gods forbade interference, as they forbade any revenge on Perseus. No revenge. Not directly. Yet still, I managed to create trouble for my own pathetic self. I confronted the grey-eye meddling old women. They claimed they had to help Perseus. He'd captured the eye and tooth they shared. Things turned ugly. They beat me, held me down, and stole the fangs from my snakes. My poor snakes! My other sisters. Those cousins now have a full set of teeth for each of them. They almost took our eyes, my snakes and mine, but I escaped. The gods forbade revenge on them as well. That's my story. She is beautiful. She has to die. About hearing the story from only his point of view... Uh, what I mean to say, what I need to ask, I'm sure the audience wants to know, what does all of this mean? Mean? What should any of it mean? We use mythology to explain our world. In the old days, mythology was science. The order of the seasons, the path of the sun in the sky. And now your science is science. Now we use stories to explore our psychology, to find worlds within ourselves. I am afraid I don't follow your meaning. As your Freud might say, sometimes a story is just a story. What should her death mean? Throughout history and antiquity, the story of the Gorgons has represented feminine rage. What rage? We were cursed. We are cursed. We continue to be cursed. And who is responsible? It depends on who you ask. I'm asking you. I don't know. Do you consider your sisters, yourself, to be feminist icons? Your images have been adopted by groups, feminist groups, to be a symbol of... I don't know what you're talking about. My sister died. My other sister might as well be dead. My 
poor snakes. And the ones telling me I can't do anything about it are my own family. I don't know what you're talking about. So your revenge could never be taken? What have you been doing in the millennia since? I said it couldn't be taken directly. Meaning? Meaning I couldn't kill Perseus. Yes, my pets, my sisters. The gods, my family, denied me Perseus, but I've been busy. Busy? Even myths have families. Descendants. I've been finding them. Hunting. Taking my revenge. You've killed people? Killed people? Who believes the ravings of an old woman? Who would ever? I think that's a good place to stop. You've been listening to Tell Me More Folklore, Mythology and Cryptozoology with Tamara Tans. Thank you, listeners, and today's guest, Steno. My pleasure. And we're clear. Recording off. Good job, Tam. Thanks, Mike. Steno, that was great. Thank you. This was the best yet. Seriously, all that seduction, the revenge angle, and oh my god. Oh my gods. <laughs> Family drama? The listeners will love this. Anytime you want to come back, you are welcome. This will be my last. Do you need anything before you go? Only the very last of it. Sure, the very last. Yeah, uh, who doesn't? Silence! You will be still, Mike. Yes, I will be still. Hey, uh, Mike, what's going on? They will see, but be unable to help you. Help me? Yes, you are the last of them. Last of them? Perseus' descendants. Look into into my my eyes, eyes. No, I won't! Please don't kill! But But I'm so beautiful, remember? Don't Don't you want want to see me again? again. In in, in, you, not a reflection. Yes. That's better. Now, my pets, my sisters, my poor hungry snakes. You may feed. You will finish this recording and keep it to your station, my and forget everything. I will forget everything. Tomorrow, Tons suffered an unfortunate attack. Heart attack. So sad. Had enough, my snakes? Well then, let's go.
every story is only one sentence. She is beautiful. She has to die. Thank you for listening to Interview with the Gorgon here on the Half Hour Audio Hour. Next up is a brief interview we conducted with Donaldson Cardenas after the recording of this show. So let me ask, let me ask this. When did you start writing? Um, I have been writing um, poetry since I was 13. And I mean, it was 13, you know, angsty teenage poetry. Um, I did not start writing drama until after I started acting, which wasn't until I turned 35. So it's it's been um, been a little over 10 years now that I've been doing uh, wow. dramatic writing. Um, it was basically a, uh, it filled a, a creative Jones, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I started, before I started uh, acting, I was doing uh, improv and some sketch and before that i was doing stand-up so so you know there was writing there um Mm -hmm. but after i got into acting you know it was it was a way to take because i never stopped writing poetry and and now it's it's just adult angsty uh poetry (laughs) but uh, um but it, it there's something about dialogue uh that lends itself so well to that kind of thinking and i've always been interested in the way people talk and that's that's where mm-hmm. it started. And then from there, it just kind of, you know, kind of grew. Awesome. Awesome. So what inspired Interview with the Gordon? <laughs> well, a, a few things. Uh, uh, you and Lindsay already talked about the, 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 the great amazing original clash of the titans and of course that's an inspiration i i I think i saw that as a kid i think i saw that in the theater never mind when it finally started playing on on cable but i saw that in the theater like 14 times i was i've always been yeah it was ridiculous it was ridiculous i don't know why my parents put up with it except for the the fact that it was you know it was it was a, a two hour babysitting gig (laughs) <laughs> but uh i mean i've always been drawn to mythology it's always been specifically greek and roman mythology but mm-hmm. uh that was harryhausen's last movie he couldn't uh he couldn't keep up with uh the, the more sophisticated uh things that were coming out of industrial lights and magic and the like mm-hmm. technology was mm-hmm. just outpacing him and uh I, I miss it. I miss that kind of stop motion uh, presentation. You know, it's it's there's something really incredible. I mean, the things that they were able to do, you know, and yeah. I mean, you know, effects effects. Yeah, they've they've grown up, but there was just something so real about the 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 terror that those things in, in, in inspired. Um, I wanted to know what happened next, I think is the other reason for this story. Uh, because, you know, we uh, have, 
we have uh, Medusa, who is is killed by the hero, uh, so called, and uh, but her sisters were immortal. You know what happened to them, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. not something that we ever hear or find out or talk about. So right, I decided to write it. You know, and and the the public radio thing. I've always just had this. I love public radio, but it's so <laughs> there's it's there's it's it's it can be so silly. You know, just, (laughs) you know what I mean? It just, and, and I mean, the idea of a call-in show or an interview show where people claim to be the descendants of monsters, just, it just tickles (laughs) me. It just tickles me. I knew that, I knew that whatever I, I, I ended up uh, sending to you would have some sort of talk radio angle to it. So, so now here's a, here's the thing. Um, I know for a fact, because mm-hmm. you were uh, involved in one of our overnight theater festivals, mm-hmm. I know that you have written both for the stage and specifically for audio. Mm-hmm. What, what are the biggest differences or challenges in, for, for writing for audio versus writing for the stage? Um, uh, blocking is no longer a concern. And, uh, and on, on the one hand, that's great. Uh, but on the other hand, it's a drag. Uh, I think Lindsay touched on the idea of having a, a really awesome fight scene, you know, and how mm-hmm. great that would be. Um, and I love that kind of stuff, you know, and especially, I mean, I, I probably wouldn't write many more stage directions than what's in this script about a fight. Um, just to see what the, the, the fight uh, professionals and the director could come up with. Uh, right. But I, I miss that. I do miss that with an audio. Um, but uh, the, I mean, and, and, you know, you've, you've proved it uh, time and again uh, that, that there's, there's almost nothing that can't be done in an audio drama and, and, and bring the audience in. I love that. So it, it's just it's just a matter of, of, of having to think about it differently. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I know that I wanted uh, a lot of uh, the snake sounds, which would be impractical in a theater. Uh, it would it would either come off as just fake if you were to do it live, but to do it over a, a recording, I could see that coming out so much better. Yeah. So so th- that those are the differences. Uh, I, I do miss. Uh, it's, it's come up, uh, actors faces. Um, Mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, that's what the, uh, the old imagination's for. And hopefully, hopefully we will be able to sooner rather than later, hopefully we will be able to get back to doing these, even doing audio in person. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. I'd love that. I'd love that. Together. Yeah, uh, I, I uh, did uh, for uh, a couple of years. I did uh, the uh, Artistic Home uh, does uh, uh, Miracle on 34th Street, and I was able to do that uh, a couple of years. And oh, it's, that's fun. It, it's oh, it's bang on fun, you know. And I mean, everybody's you know everybody's into it, you know. They don't care that there's a you know that there's a music stand with a, a script on yeah. it. They they just love mm-hmm. the, to see the. The, the performers come alive 
yeah. with a radio drama. I love it. And then, you know, with, and, and then when you throw in something like live Foley, you know, and there's, yeah, just, there's some great artists in the city that can make that stuff yeah. just fantastic. Yeah. 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 I like to be able to do everything in together in the room. I, I do have to say that having done it the way that we've been doing it due to, to COVID and everything did give us the opportunity to work with people from, from all over, Absolutely. which we wouldn't have been able to, which we wouldn't have been able to do otherwise, mm-hmm. um, which is, which is a lot of fun. Uh, but, but yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this evolves Mm-hmm. And the, the the wonderful thing is this technology exists. Oh yeah. So and it's we, we can yeah we can mm-hmm. utilize this if we want to expand the 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 reach of who we work with on mm-hmm. some projects. And hopefully, if we if things continue to to improve, we can get everybody together in in the room if we stay more local. Yeah. It's it's going to be or or a hybrid there between the two. So yeah. it's 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 very interesting to see how this is going to to evolve. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, the podcasts are already so popular, you know, and there's one there, you know, there's a new one every day. Um, right. I don't think this is going anywhere. Um, I think it's opened people's eyes to the idea of what's possible. My girlfriend was involved in a, a, a short uh, play fest uh, and the. Uh, uh, host was, uh, uh, in, in Asia. Uh, ah. yeah, it was amazing. I, I have no idea what time it, you know, time of day it was. I think it was like, you know, middle of the middle of the morning or middle of the night kind of thing, but the host ah. was on. And I mean, they had people literally from around the world and it was, I, I, I think this is much in the same way that I think it's changing the way, uh, corporate looks at, uh, people's uh, input in the way they work mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. more people working from home. I think, I think it's going to uh, bleed over, but I mean, it's, it's also hard to say because I, I think this is, this, the COVID thing is going to go on longer than anybody realizes uh, yeah. not to be, yeah, not to be doom, doom and gloom. Um, well, but you know, I, it's, I mean, it's just, I, I think that, I think you're right. I think we're going to be dealing with this in, whatever measures we can to, mm-hmm. to, to, to keep trying to do things as best we can. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're getting back to, Hey, everything's just fine. Don't worry about anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. for who knows how long I've been to a couple of plays recently and, uh, the, uh, you know, the seating is all strange. Everybody is, mm-hmm. is far right. from each other and, and, you know, everybody's wearing masks and, you know, you show your, your uh, vaccination proof at the door. And, and I love all that. I think it's great. It's wonderful. Uh, but I think we're still going to be exploring uh, more audio dramas, more plays done over zoom, more yeah. uh, virtual events. And and I'm, I'm good with it right now because I'm still a little paranoid. No, I, I think it's, uh, I mean, it, it it's also interesting. It's also kind of exciting for, at least as far as I'm concerned, it's, it's kind of exciting from my perspective as somebody on the producing end to see what you can do. Yeah. And what? see how you're, what, what, what you can do with the stuff that's out there yeah. and what people are, 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 are going to be into. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I know a couple of uh, theater companies, and we're going to be joining in with them, have done productions that are audio that they sell admission to. Excellent. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. Yeah. It's, you know, there's going to be a lot more, I think, video on demand. I think there's going to be a lot more live streaming stuff. I think there's, uh, you know, it's, it's, there's going to be a, a greater, I think, hybridization of theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, this, I, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think things just go away. You know, every time something right. new happens, everybody's like, well, that's the end of this, you know, you know, uh, the video killed the radio star, that kind of thing. And, and it's not true. <laughs> things, things don't go away, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, but, uh, you know, we'll see, we'll have to see. But I mean, you know, uh, uh, speaking as a producer, I mean, how many shows did you do last year in this past year? <laughs> I mean, seriously, it was that's, in- it's amazing. It was interesting. It was interesting. Cause there was a, there was a, uh, every once in a while, if I just want to depress myself, I, I look at Twitter. Uh, uh but, sure. but there, there was a question that was asked about, uh, from somebody on Twitter about how many theaters did a full production season mm-hmm. last year. And they defined full season as the amount of content you would have done in a year that was pre pandemic. Yeah. And obviously they didn't mean live because it was 2020 mm-hmm. and, and very rarely do I, do I comment in, on anything on Twitter because, <laughs> well, because honestly, the only Twitter account I have access to is the theaters. Okay. And so it's like, I just am not allowed to talk, Right. but, <laughs> but I felt this one, this one, I felt I could, I could comment on. And so I commented on it and I said, if that's the definition that you're using, we increased our output at least twice. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause yeah, I, we I mean, did, cause we did, um, we usually do two main stage shows in a year when we're doing live theater, mm-hmm. uh, along with a, but, but those are our main, along with a couple of little projects that are, that are sprinkled throughout there. But our main thing is two main stage shows. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, in the space between June, June, July of 2020 and March of 2021, we had, we had written, directed, rehearsed, recorded, process, uh, uh, processed and launched five audio drama mm-hmm. podcasts. For, for for as you know, four mm-hmm. of which were serialized, and one was this half hour audio hour, and that was on top of also producing a se- a season of the the audio serial that we had been doing for a little while, throwing shade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That Noel is part. Of. So yeah, we did we did more. We we put more content out during the lockdown than we probably than we would have been able to do if we were doing everything live. Yeah. The six shows. That's incredible. Yeah. It took us all a little bit by surprise because when I originally had talked to people about this, I was, I was like, I'll put out a call. Maybe we'll get one or two series put together and Mm -hmm. we can do that. And then all of a sudden I turned around and went, so guys, we're doing four and, (laughs) and and an anthology, which was never on the table. Mm -hmm. But I had so many people send me really good scripts that I was like, 
let's do an anthology. Why not? Uh, so it's it, it it was kind of a whirlwind. I I still look back at that, and I'm not really sure how it happened. Yeah. But it's true. It's true. And I know that there were a lot of places that were doing even more stuff than what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, doing much more difficult stuff because they were doing things that it, it, that involved video. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Did you uh, did you uh, take a look at all at uh, what uh, the neo futurists were doing uh, this past no. year? Oh, my goodness. No, I did not. They were they So they were doing their show. They're still doing their show. Um, Infinite Wrench. Right. But right. it was all video. Wow. And, you know, they would roll the die or, or pick a number or what have you. Right. And, uh, uh, you know, if they if they got a got a, a six, six of those shows were gone and six new ones came in and they had a Ooh. subscription service. You can they would send you out uh, two different links. The first link right. was the entire show. Uh, and then the uh, the second link that they send you uh, would only be the new shows if that's all you wanted to watch. And it was just incredible. Wow. Yeah, just the see, way that they and, coordinated it. And see, and that was that was literally the reason that we that I specifically was like, I don't want to do video stuff because mm-hmm. of having to learn all the new stuff about all the new yeah. platforms on how to how to do that. I was like. You know, I'm sticking with the thing that I already know how to do, mm-hmm. which is record audio and then mess around with it. Yeah. Um, now, as things are going on, we've we've we're 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 getting access to platforms that basically do all that work for you, and you mm-hmm. just drop in your content. So we're going to be doing more of that. Excellent. But Excellent. At the at the time, I was like, I just I don't have the I don't have the wherewithal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> to, to to deal with that. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, it was really quite impressive to see how how people responded yeah. and to see how people were like, we're gonna we're gonna figure out how to do this regardless, as opposed mm-hmm. to like everybody just going, Okay, we're gonna take a vacation. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm gonna curl up, learn learn how to make sourdough, and that's gonna be it. Um, exactly. And, but, and I think that I think that uh, uh, people just needed it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. People needed it. You know, it's 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 like these it's like these myth, myths, you know, it's like these stories, yeah. you know, we evolve. We find a way. You know? Yeah. No, I, 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 I told I told everybody that 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 I knew, you know, I mean, we're doing this. I'm doing this because I don't do well with inaction with not doing. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I needed to be. I needed to be making something. Mm-hmm. So, so, so now I have for you the the same question that I've asked everybody else, and it's going mm-hmm. to be very interesting to hear. Which myth freaked you out the most when you were mm-hmm. younger? None of these stories ever like scared me. You know, none right, of them ever right. like. You know, I mean, I just man, it was just it. Oh, they were the first superheroes. You know, they were. You know, I, I'd already been, you know, poisoning myself with Batman and Spider-Man, you know, but but these guys, they were the OGs, you know. And right. uh, uh, so I just thought all of it was just cool, just cool. And then uh, Lexi brought up Sisyphus. And I had to go, uh, oh, shit, because the Greeks were really big on ironic punishment. Yeah. And and the, the 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 even the King Midas story, uh, uh, that's just it's terrifying. But I mean, if you 
you look at their afterlife, it was shit scary. Nobody went to heaven. You know, everybody <laughs> went to hell. And, and, and the best case scenario was you were just this mindless shade who, you know, had to drink from the waters of Lethe and forget your mm-hmm. entire past life and live as, as just this spirited ghost. Um, but the truly evil motherfuckers, you know, like Sisyphus, he had the roll of the rock and Panelus yeah. was always hungry, you yeah. know, stuck, stuck up to his neck in water and, and, and the grapes were just out of reach and he would try to reach them. But then, then the, 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 the bow would, would, would lift and he couldn't get the grapes and he'd get thirsty and he'd try to reach the water. And all of a sudden it wasn't up to his neck anymore and he couldn't reach it. And I I, I think the, the, the punishment stuff is always the stuff that really got to me when I would read about it. Cause it just seemed like some diabolical shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, so, so I've got two answers. One, none of them freaked me out and two, uh, actually kind of all of it because there's always yeah. there's always that element, you know, there's always that element of, of somebody the gods exist to punish us and, and it's just so unfair. Yeah. Well, Donaldson, thank you. Thank you again uh, for for letting us uh, be part of this show. It was an absolute blast as as always. We it, I really it do really appreciate was. it. It really was fun. Thank you for having me again. I, I just <laughs> I, I have to say that the uh, uh, as as much fun as I had with Monocyte, um, one of the draws was you mentioning the anthology uh, for a couple reasons, and uh, one is that I just I love anthologies. I just love mm-hmm. the idea that we have all these different stories coming from all over the place. And two, uh, well, yeah, I, I wanted to tell a, a completely different, unrelated thing, you know, and and I, I appreciate yeah. the. Uh, the opportunity. We hope you enjoyed Interview with the Gorgon, part of the Half Hour Audio Hour. Next month, we will be presenting Two Girls, written by Ali Costa and directed by Stephanie Murphy. If you enjoyed what you heard, please remember to like, follow, and subscribe to our podcast. And feel free to leave a review. You can help us out in continuing this work by heading over to redcircle.com slash shows slash half-hour-audio-hour, where you can sponsor us through a one-time or recurring donation and become our partner in highlighting the voices and stories of women, BIPOC, and LGBTQ plus artists. And head over to eclectic-theater.com to find out about our serialized audio dramas, Deep Shadows, Bloody Bay, Clusterfuck, Monocyte, and Throwing Shade. On behalf of myself and everyone here at EFCT, thanks for listening.